Imagine if you could sit down at your desk in the morning, piping hot coffee in hand, you could pop open your laptop, double click on a document on your desktop that says life plan, so you could check on what's happening this week, this month, or even this year. Well, I wanna help you create that plan. Let's spend five days together making a roadmap for your future so that you can live all the rest of your days on purpose. Yes, you can own the future that's coming your way. The five-day Own Your Future Challenge is absolutely free to join, and I've got a spot with your name on it. Don't let another week, month, year, or even decade pass you by without owning the vision for who you want to become and the impact you want to make while you're alive. This is five free days of learning from incredible world leaders, helping you to uncover who you truly are and leading you to craft a roadmap and set goals aligned with the future meant for you. This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11th. You can join right now for free at jennaschallenge.com. That's jennaschallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. You're listening to The Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 268. So much has changed in my world since the last Ask Jenna and Drew anything. It came out this past March, but we recorded it way before Conley was born and before we knew just how much that sweet little baby girl would shift everything we thought we knew about ourselves, about my business, and about how we do life as a couple. I love peeling back the curtain on our lives here in the little town of Duluth, Minnesota, and we've talked about everything from our first kiss to how we balance our roles as husband and wife. Drew and I were in a new season with our daughter now as a centerpiece of our lives, and I wanted to come on the show with Drew today to talk about how we're feeling and what we've learned since day one of Parented. We're answering your questions from Instagram and Facebook, and in true Kutcher form, we're not holding anything back on this. I'm so excited to welcome my husband and my baby daddy back to the show for another Ask Us Anything. Are you ready? Let's go. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work. Self-made millionaire and marketing guru, Jenna Kutcher, will help you redefine what success looks like. It's time to hear from the experts, listen in on honest conversations, and learn the best tips and tricks that helped others pave their own way and craft their dream career. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher. Thanks to Skillshare for supporting Gold Digger. Skillshare is offering my listeners a limited time offer of two months of Skillshare for free. To sign up, head to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2 to get two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. I love doing a big grocery haul every week with Thrive Market. Shop for thousands of the best-selling organic foods and natural products at 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. Get 25% off your first order plus a free 30-day trial at thrivemarket.com slash golddigger. What's up, babe? Hey, babe. (laughs) It's been a while since we've done one of these. I know. What's been taking so long? Well, you didn't want to record with me. I always want to record with you. Oh, that's BS. Getting podcasts to happen is no joke now that we have a whole house full of dogs and babies and all the things. We need to build a separate studio. 
just for recording <laughs> and a home gym next to it. Oh, okay. So we're just going to start talking. It's been, I mean, we literally haven't recorded a conversation like this since we had Conley back in December. So a lot of life has happened. She's six months old now and it's amazing. Like time is just going by so fast. So I want to just ask what, like, what have the last six months looked like for you? Like fill me in. How's it going? It's been crazy, but crazy awesome. It's just our lives are changing, but for the better. But I feel like we've been kind of naturally built for this in a way. It's like we team up on it. We don't really, you know, harp on each other or anything crazy like that. We just rock it out and put the nook back into the mouth when she wakes (laughs) up in the middle of the night. And you feed her. Breastfeeding has been a savior for a lot of things. And um, I don't know, Conley's an awesome baby, so that really helps a lot. Yeah, she's like amazing. Are you you tearing up talking about us already? I mean, I'll probably cry a few times. It's crazy, though. I feel like there's so many annoying things people said to us before. Like, oh, my God, time goes by so fast. But I have shared about this before, but I think we've never really had a way to measure time in terms of months. Like when you're an adult, a month is just 30 days and 30 days of grinding. But a month in a kid's life is like it's like the difference between night and day. And so to be six months into this journey and to, to see the growth and to see her, you know, learning and acknowledging and like all these things, it's just, it's been crazy. And we are so fortunate because she is such an awesome baby. And I do think too, that our journey to get to her has made us just appreciate all the little things even more, but man, it's been crazy. Okay. People have questions for us. So I'm going to just start asking and we're just going to talk it through. Are you ready? Let's Okay. First question, Madison, how do you think being parents has changed your relationship as a couple? Ooh, uh, this is a good one. I'll let you go first. No, (laughs) no, changed us. I mean, if it's only made us stronger and we fight once in a while, but the dumbest (laughs) things like how come you didn't wipe her butt? How come you didn't clean her? It's just funny. But I mean, it's, we've definitely changed that we're parents now. And we look back and be like, you know, that we have like a human being upstairs napping (laughs) that we need to take care of. So a couple of realizations here and there, but I don't know. I feel like we both love it because I love it. Well, yeah, I love it. But the question is more like, how has it changed our relationship? And I mean, oh, you gave me an eye roll. I saw it. No, I said it really hasn't. (laughs) Tell me, that's why I wanted you to go first. okay. Okay. Well, I mean, here's the thing. We were really afraid of becoming parents because we love each other. Like, I am not afraid to admit that I didn't want to share you with another human. And like, we just genuinely enjoy our time together. And parenting has heightened everything. I think that's the biggest truth is that it has heightened our love for one another, seeing each other as parents, seeing you as a dad, seeing me as a mom. But I also can see how you have to make your marriage a priority. Like, you know, right now we're just in this really weird season and we'll talk about it in another question coming up about figuring out the juggle and the balance. And especially that we're all together all of the time. I can see how it's easy to just have our world revolve around this little human that needs us. And like, we have to make a priority and like, truth be told for the first five months, we like didn't put her down for bed earlier than us because we wanted sleep. We wanted to get as many hours of sleep as possible. So our world was revolving around her. And now that she's going to bed a little bit earlier and we get a little more alone time, the two of us, and she's not sleeping in the nursery with us, I can see how we're getting more time as a couple and like making sure that's a priority. But I mean, think about it. In the last six months, we've only gone on two dates that didn't have her with us. And that's 
so different than what our lives look like before. So, I mean, I think it has changed, but it's just heightened everything. How has having her with us changed anything? We still drink. We still get cocktails. We still joke around and have her next to us. How has it changed us? I don't understand. We're doing the same thing that we did before. Oh, I'm not saying it's changed our schedule. I'm just saying like to not talk about her all the time, to like check in with each other. Like it just takes a little more effort. Yeah, but I think we're doing a pretty good job. No, I think we're doing great. It's just I'm just answering the question. It's just a little different. Yeah, it's totally different, but it's like amazing. I just think everything is heightened. Your prioritization has to be heightened. Mm-hmm. Your desire to connect beyond the child is heightened. Your love for one another is heightened. It's like everything is just at this heightened state. I think it's awesome. Even the love for the dogs is heightened. You think so? As Tucker's sitting in your lap and yep. Chloe's at my feet. Yep. They are not neglected, that's for sure. Oh, no. Okay, so Jillian says, what has been the most unexpected thing about parenting that you wish you would have known before she was born? I know what mine is. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. I wish that I would have known that your intuition is amazing. I think we had a lot of doubts. You know, I nannied growing up. I babysat. Like, I did a lot of things growing up. And I I love babies, but... I went through a stage of life where all of a sudden it's like, oh my God, we can actually have our own child. And I doubted that my intuition would know what to do. And I think one of the craziest things is, and I was telling your mom this the other day, is like how instincts are so insane. Like I can look at her and know what she needs and I can anticipate her next movement. And I know you have the same thing. And I wish that I would have known that like you don't have to do tons of research. You don't have to read every baby book. You don't have to do all this stuff. Like there is something so special about the bond. And I do think it's a little different between a mother and a child and a father and a child. But like, I know what she needs. And I think that is like the coolest thing. And I wish I would have trusted that a little bit more. I think like, there's just this innate desire to like know all of the things, but there's just something so special about that bond where it's like, if she's crying, I know what she needs. And like, I just, I didn't expect that. And I didn't really know if I would have true maternal instincts. Yeah. Yours is way more heightened than mine is. And it's gotta be like the mother daughter relationship. But honestly, I had, I didn't know what to expect at all. So this question <laughs> is very, you know, it's, I can't pinpoint one thing. I had no idea what to expect read the books that tell you this and that, but until you go through it and live it, it's so much different. But you're like able to read her energy is crazy. It's just insane how mother, daughter, you know, when she needs to eat, you know, when she needs to sleep. And obviously I'm picking up on, on like her cues when she's certain cries and things like that. But yeah, it's just a crazy crazy life. It is. It's a crazy bond. What's unexpected for you? So I'm saying everything has been unexpected. I had no idea what to know about. So the entire every day is a new unexpected moment if something happens. You know what I think has also been unexpected is like like your patience is like insane. And I I knew that you would be awesome, but like you have never once like complained or been like, oh, she's up again or like, oh, she just puked all over me. Like I have this distinct memory. We were on the balcony at the Ondas in Hawaii and we had just changed her and she threw up like all over you and you're like <laughs> OCD neat freak. And I, I like kind of held my breath because I was like, ooh. Ooh, this just happened. And you go, oh, honey, do you feel so much better now? <laughs> she had a big smile on her face. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like, you are so patient. And, like, 
I don't know. One of my favorite things about parenting, I don't even want to tell you this because it's going to like Sweet. blow my Bring cover. It on. Bring it on. Is like in the middle of the night, Drew gets up every time with her because if I have to get up and feed her, then I'm up a lot longer. So he takes like the short shifts. And my favorite thing in the middle of the night is when you wake up and she's kind of fussy and she's kind of crying and I can hear you in the monitor and you go, oh, hi, honey. Oh, okay. Time to go back to sleep. And it's like, oh, it's just precious. I just love her. I know. I do too. She's so cool. She is really cool. Okay. So Amy asks, and this is kind of more of a question for me, but she goes, how are you doing mentally postpartum? The first year was so hard and I felt crazy. So this is always my question for new moms. Not enough people ask. So on like, I struggle in answering this sometimes because truly I feel I like, I feel a joy. Like I've never felt, I feel like a naturalness that I never expected. And the thing that's so hard for me is that so many people have such a hard first year. And we talk about this all the time, but like we have enjoyed every stage. And I hate even saying that because I know somebody's going to judge me or roll their eyes. But I think too, like our journey, the three year long struggle, the like questioning if this is ever going to happen for us, led us to this point where it's like, we're savoring everything in like an entirely new way. And it doesn't say that like, oh gosh, this is so easy and everything. But man, like, it's a lot easier for me than I thought it was. And maybe my like mental state was to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. But like, I was really worried about postpartum depression. And I was worried about hormones crashing. I was worried about all these things that people warn me about. And none of it happened for me. And it's like hard for me to share in that joy because I know that so many people don't experience that or people might think like, oh, you're just glazing over the details. But I feel like we have this perspective because loss was our greatest teacher that like I have genuinely enjoyed every single stage of it. And I think we have and like, I think we have to recognize our privilege in so much of this is like, I have a partner that's devoted. We have the ability to take time off and be together. We have the opportunity to be home together as a family. Like there is so much privilege that other people don't get to experience that makes our experience so much brighter, so much easier. We have support, we have help, we have finances. Like we have all the things that a lot of people don't. And so I can recognize that right now, but for me, like postpartum, I feel better than I thought I would. I feel more joy than I thought I would. I feel more connected. I feel more driven as a businesswoman, which is definitely not something I expected. I feel more conscious of my time and the way I'm spending it. So for me, it's been amazing. I'm in a text thread with two of my dearest friends. We all had babies within a week of each other. And I know that this postpartum journey is not like this. And I know this isn't normal. And we've had like hard days, but I don't think we've had more than a hard day. Like, so I don't know. Like, I don't know. What do you think? I wanted to ask you too. Have you been taking those the pills, the uh, placenta. placenta pills. They said that <laughs> helped with... You're blowing my cover. They... Some people are going to be so grossed out right oh, now. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's like an energy energy shot for you. <laughs> Have you been taking those? Yeah. You think so, that's helped? I mean, I'm wondering if it's helped with your mental state at all or no. I don't know. I mean, okay, so some people are going to be so grossed out, but whatever. I was really worried about postpartum depression. Post or Not postpartum, but depression runs in both of our families. And to me... I never thought I would get a placenta encapsulated. Basically, it's just like pills. It looks like a supplement. But I took them right away because 
if you think about it, your placenta holds all of your like hormones and all these things. And then all of a sudden you birth your baby and you're, you can tank like your, your energy can tank, your hormones can tank. And I had such a rough go in my first trimester. I had depression in my first trimester, which I'd never experienced in my life. So I was like preparing to be in a fog after having my baby. And I was like, if I can make $300 and have something that could help, who knows? There's studies that say it could help and studies that say it's bogus, it's placebo. And I was like, even if it's a placebo effect, me believing that I'm going to feel better is worth it to me. So I don't know. I mean, I, I don't think it hurt anything and I don't know if it helped anything, but to me, it was totally worth it. Yeah. If anything, you've, you've only gotten stronger. I don't think you're depressed at the opposite of depressed. Like you're, you're a go-getter, your, your mentality as a businesswoman, as a mom, as a, as a wife hasn't changed at all. I think it's just, I don't know, maybe like you said, we're just grateful for everything that's happened and just ready to keep moving and keep driving ahead. Yeah. And I think too, like, when you look at like what our bodies go through and all that kind of stuff, like that's insane. So for me, it was like I was preparing for anything. And mm-hmm. yeah, I never thought I would get my placenta encapsulated. My brother thinks it's the grossest thing. I thought in the it world. was the super grossest thing. But then I read all about it and I was like, it's like oh, yeah, interesting. If you said, like you said, if it is a sugar pill and it, it helps you in your, like you think it's helping you, that's perfect. If anything, Whatever. it's good iron. <laughs> <laughs> okay, here's a question. How is Drew doing in his new stay-at-home dad role? And then what is he finding to be the best and hardest parts of it? You want to answer this one? No, it's your question. Go for it. Just don't throw me under the bus. The only issue with <sighs> with this is that I feel like you're doing a lot of work still, too. And I, we need to figure out our schedule yeah. still, too, and our sweet spot. But I want to go to the gym. I want to do yard work. I want to go outside. I want to walk her. But it's like we need to, we need to structureize things a little more, <laughs> obviously. Like that word? It's been, honestly, it's been kind of hard. And I, I think that like that has been the hardest part about our transition because for three months I was on maternity leave and I worked a little bit because I wanted to, but it was, we kind of got into this groove where it was like, oh, Jenna's working for an hour a day and that's enough. And then all of a sudden it was like, no, no, I'm back from maternity leave. And like, I need a few days a week of like focus time. And, you know, Let's be honest, Drew is a little routinized and like relies on having a routine. And so she means, she means very routinized. <laughs> so it's been honestly really hard because we're all home, which is such a blessing. Like we all get to be home. But if I hear the baby crying in the other room, I'm prone to go in and say, oh, let me just feed her real quick or let me put her down for her nap. And then all of a sudden it's like two hours later. And I think for me, actually having a team who's online from eight to five and like I need to check in with people and we're in different time zones and there's time sensitive things. It's been really hard because all I really need, and I still am only working part time. I would say some days I can get a full eight hours in, but it's like split up in three hour chunks because I'm still nursing her. But I mean, we have had, I think the most of our arguments has been around like, I need time to work and Drew needs a schedule to rely on. And so like, how do we make this all happen? I still think it's insane and it blows me away how much work you're creating and how much you're doing while having a baby on your lap yeah. while I'm out in the yard or whatever. <laughs> oh. It's crazy the stuff you can put out in, in a couple hours. It would take me years to do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so maybe way more, woman. yeah, like way better at time management. And I think 
for me, I think the hardest thing is, is that Drew likes to work out at the same time every day, which means I don't like get like in, in to work until noon. And I think I'm learning about like my flow state and that's like in the morning. So like when I wake up, I want to like jump in and get going. And so having that like slow start, it suddenly makes me feel panicked because I feel like I'm behind. And then I'm like diving in and my team has already been working and then I'm just putting out fires. And then all of a sudden it's like dinner time and I'm like, what did I get done? So it's definitely making me be more productive. But I mean, overall, like, how do you feel about being like a stay at home dad? Because I think it's going to get so much easier when I'm done nursing her. Yeah. And like when like you can feed her lunch and I don't have to be home. And like, I love nursing way more than I ever thought I would. It's so weird. It used to like the thought of it used to like weird me out. And now I'm like, oh, it's so precious. But once I'm done with that, I think it'll make things a lot easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love I love everything I do. Staying home dad is the best role I could ever have. But we need to have more milk supply ready to go. So I can feed her you the bottle. A, you have a chest freezer full of milk. Yeah, but it, just give me the baby. I'll feed her for you. I mean, the same thing, the same kind of, you know, road bumps happened when we were switching gears with me, us both working from home and this and that. It's the same kind of thing. We'll, yeah. we'll figure out our transitional our time. Yeah. We're getting it, it wasn't going to be. We knew it wasn't going to be easy. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. But I obviously need to... Uh, Unrootinize a little, a little bit to help out the team, but otherwise, I think I, I love what I love every single day. Yeah, it's getting warmer out in Minnesota, which makes it so much easier for you guys to get out of the house and go on adventures and do things and like not be all in the same room. And like our house is amazing because it's super open concept, but it's also like, oh my gosh, we're all in the same space a lot. So yeah, we're just trying to figure it out. And for me, it just doesn't make sense to get an office space when I really only need quiet time for a few hours a day. And I think too, and this is on, I'll take responsibility for this, but I didn't plan on doing these giant launches and like having a new program and like, and all of these things have popped in all of a sudden. And so all of a sudden it created this urgency that I wasn't planning on. So you've had some valid points where you're like, no, you said when this is done, it'll be easier. When this is done, it'll be less work. And I went from like launch to creation to launch to like podcast recording. And so I'm really excited to have this month in Hawaii to like recalibrate. I feel like when we go to Hawaii, it's like this recentering we take a deep breath, we come together. And then I feel like when we get home, we'll have this new opportunity to like create a new system, which I think it'll just be kind of like a fresh start, which I'm so excited about. Yep. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Okay. Marion Campus says, are you more or less business motivated now that you have a little babe? What do you think for me? More? Yeah. I... I think my biggest fear is that I've seen a lot of amazing business women go into motherhood and and it, they don't lose their drive. They just love being a mom so much and that becomes a priority. And I, I do feel like motherhood is my top priority, but I also am like so inspired and excited. And like, I tell Drew, like, I'm so excited to work today or like, it's a Sunday and I'm like, hey, is it okay if I just like work for two hours? Cause like, I'm so pumped up about what I'm doing. So I feel like I have this like energy where work is like, it's just so exciting to me. And I think what a gift to like wake up and like want to do something. But honestly, I feel like having a baby empowered me in like an entirely new way where I am like leveling up in so many areas and I'm like fearless. And I don't know, it's just the one thing that I think about is like, 
I want her to grow up seeing me work. Like I want for her to see her mom, you know, recording and, and doing these things and doing these interviews and being on stage. And like, I want her to see what's possible. And so having this like little girl makes me think like, I am going to be her mentor, like her leader. And gosh, like I have done more in the last like two months than I did all of last year because I'm so fired up and I I believe anything is possible and I feel empowered and I feel excited. So it has made me way more motivated, but I also think it's also made me work smarter. Like I'm still fiercely protecting our time. I'm making sure that like, if we're traveling, we're doing everything that we can while we're on the road so that we can be home together. It's just made me think about things a lot smarter and look at my time in a different way. You're so good at explaining yourself. You've been, really? you've done this a time or two. Yeah. Aisha. You're a very good a talker. Few- <laughs> 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 Will you say that next time we argue? <laughs> You're very good at explaining yourself. Oh, Chloe, it's okay. Dogs are in here. It's all good. I want to pause right here for a minute to tell you a little more about Thrive Market. So I live in Duluth, Minnesota, and it's not exactly a huge city with tons of options to get all natural and organic food. I also eat gluten-free, so that narrows the options even further. I started shopping at Thrive Market for a couple of reasons. One, the massive collection of high-quality, healthy, and sustainable products all in one place. Two, the ability to search by diet, so I don't have to read every single label. I just check gluten-free, and the products are automatically automatically filtered. And three, the prices. <laughs> wow, you guys. Thrive Market started with the goal of making healthy living accessible to everyone at every budget. Everything is 25 to 50% cheaper than other retail prices because they can sell nearly everything at their cost. Oh, and I almost left out the best part. Everything is mailed to you. You can stock up on stuff like collagen peptides and gluten-free mac and cheese and even charcoal toothpaste without actually having to drive to the store. Before you make your grocery Run this week, head to thrivemarket.com slash gold digger and take a peek. With my link, you're getting a free 30-day trial plus 25% off your first order on top of the already discounted products. That's thrivemarket.com slash gold digger. I'll get back to teaching in just a minute, but I've got to thank Skillshare for being a part of this episode and for being a part of my learning over the last year. Skillshare is an online learning community for creators with more than 25,000 classes in design, business, and more. Skillshare is for curious, creative people and for anyone trying to level up in their career or just learn a new skill without the time and expense of going back to school. You can take classes in social media marketing, mobile photography, creative writing, illustration, and so much more. I took a doodling for iPads course and learned how to turn my own handwriting into the brand elements all over my website and Instagram. Whether you're looking to discover a new passion, start a side hustle, or gain new professional skills, Skillshare is there to keep you learning and growing. Join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare today with a special offer just for my listeners. Get two months of Skillshare for free, two months of unlimited access to over 25,000 classes for free. Sign up at Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger and the number two to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash Gold Digger 2. Okay. Food and Farmstead blog says when both wife and hub have dreams, whose comes first? (laughs) Well, I think the more successful one should be the one that comes first and and the more passionate one. I'm passionate about, you know, fitness, what I was working on, but I'm more passionate about keeping the family afloat and 
being the, I call myself the, uh, the operational manager at home. And, yeah. you know, I love cooking. I honestly love cooking and cleaning and managing bills and cleaning up the house and like Thank making God. sure our house is in order and <laughs> making sure you can, you know, have your time to create and everything like that. I, I, I like being behind the scenes more than anything else. Yeah. So it's funny because people are like, you're a stay at home dad. I'm like, dude, I, you would love to be one too. You're just <laughs> jealous. I love my role. I love that you are the one that's, that's passionate about work and, and, helping other people and everything else that you do that's so successful. I love having that. And I'd stand behind you all day long. So I, it's hard to explain. Like, obviously the dude should be in, in our society, quote unquote, the dude should be the one bringing home the money, of course, but that's silly though. That's stupid. Yeah. Who, who? It's all the same. It's routine. It's a team thing. I'm going to tell an interesting story that happened the other day without saying any brand names, but yeah. Drew gets like sponsor requests because he has a legitimate following on Instagram and he got like this sponsorship request and he, he was texting me. We were in opposite rooms. He's like, hey, should I say yes to this? I don't really know. And I think we've hit this really cool place where you don't feel like you have to like hustle or like do things to say like, oh, I brought in this much money each month because what we found is like if he can be fully invested in cooking dinner and making sure we have food and helping with the baby and packing suitcases, and like just things that need to happen around the house, then I can easily make up any amount of money that would be spent. And like his job stresses out way more than my work. So I was like, babe, unless you are like so fired up, say no to everything. Like you don't have to contribute in that way. You're contributing in so many other ways. So back to the question where it's like, you know, when we both have dreams, I feel like we're both living out our dream. And I mean, we're trying to figure it out, but like I give Drew a lot of crap because if he complains about something, I'm like, oh, you got it pretty good over there. Mister. Like, I mean, like your cleanliness tendencies and like he gets mad because I hate unpacking suitcases. Like oh, I, the worst I'm the worst. <laughs> so the other day he was complaining about it and I was like, if you want to unpack it, you can unpack it for me. And, and you did. I did. It's actually really nice. Folded your stuff. But, you know, it's interesting because things that make him tick don't make me tick and, and vice versa. And so I think we both have dreams. Like it's not like one of us is just feeling like we're cut down or like not able to pursue. But in our relationship, I feel like there's been this handoff, like a baton, like you go, I go, you go, I go. And right now I'm going, but it's not at the expense of Drew. And I think that's super, super cool. So finding that balance is really hard and we're definitely not experts in it, but we're doing the best we can. Okay. To all the house husbands out there, find a wife that will, or a girlfriend or fiance that will retire you. <laughs> You're supposed to be called the domestic engineer. The domestic engineer is a great title. I like that. Okay, Mrs. Kelly Lesko says, how did you deal with the adjustment to less sleep after cocoa? Any tips for more energy? Are, are you getting less sleep? Well, I mean, last night she slept 10 hours and shout out to taking care of babies. Uh, taking care of babies. <laughs> we love her. Rules. If you don't follow her, just follow her on Instagram. You can see all of her stuff. But we did her ABCs of sleep course before we had Conley. And honestly, we were really freaked out about the no sleep thing. We need our sleep. We're like huge sleep people. We don't function without any sleep. Yeah. And so we like when we first had her... 
she was definitely up every three hours like a normal newborn. But it was so fun because we would just wake up in the middle of the night together and we'd sit in bed. And I kind of laughed because everyone was like, get a really nice rocking chair. And we just all hung out in the bedroom. We did get the snoo and we still love it. So she just transitioned out of it and it was way less painful than I thought it was going to be. But man, like that was the best purchase I think we made. And six months of use is a really long time when we're talking about sleep. So I do think that it really did help her get good sleep. But like right now, we're just trying to get to the point where she's like in her crib, in her room. It was really hard for me to get her out of our bedroom. I like loved having her next to me, but we're getting way better sleep now. Oh, yeah. And I think taking better naps during the day yeah. helps a ton too. Yeah. What does taking care of baby say? Quality sleep. Yeah. So we, we, Gets quality sleep. I think one of the mistakes, not mistakes, but things I would maybe do differently is when we first had her, she was so good at just like falling asleep. Like we would put her so that she could have some independent playtime on her play mat. And then she would just kind of put herself to sleep and nap. And we've gotten way better at having structured naps and she is like rocking those naps. So it's been really helpful during the day. Drew goes to the gym, her and I go on a walk in the morning and then I put her down for her nap. And then I get like an hour of work time. And so that's been really helpful to have a little bit more structure. She was so flexible and she is still really flexible, but we're realizing like at church is now her nap time. And so now we need to go to the later service or I need to stand in the back and like sway her to sleep. So we're definitely learning, but I think sleep was one of our biggest fears and we've been surprised. I, you guys, I used to nap every single day, every day, and I don't nap anymore and I'm getting the least amount of sleep I ever had, but I don't know. I don't know how I'm functioning, but I am a functioning human being. Super awesome. coffee, maybe. Ooh, it could be. We did buy an espresso for ourselves as a baby gift and that was a really <laughs> good purchase. Yeah, we were definitely worried about sleep. That was our number one concern, but having an awesome baby and everything and she's just... We're just rocking it, babe, I think. <laughs> I think we're doing all right. I think we're doing okay. So I want to know, like, if you have a message for Coco, like if someday she's listening to this and she hears it, what would you say to her? You have the best mama in the land. <laughs> Are you trying to get lucky tonight? <laughs> no, I think becoming parents together has been so much fun and It's so interesting to me because like when I look back, the first five years of our marriage, like we've been together a decade now, the first five years of our marriage, we were like, we will never have children. We never want children. We love freedom. We love travel. We love making money. We love all the things. And for some people, that is like the right choice and the right decision. And I would never talk anyone into becoming a parent if you were sure of that. But I know for us, we had a lot of hesitations and man, like they have just been squashed. Like... I just love that little girl so much and she's so freaking cute. But yeah, it's just, it's been this like really fun season and I feel like every stage gets better. Like, I don't think I would go backwards at all, which is interesting. It's weird to look at like even a month or two ago, she looks so different already. I know. She, she looks like the little Gerber baby. Yeah. Her hair is starting to grow a little longer and her fingers, she's grabbing onto stuff and she's, she's just funny. She's I just know. like, she's going to be a funny kid. I know her personality is hilarious. She's yeah. a little jokester already. Yeah. We got to like do some research of what's coming up and stuff. Cause like, there's just so many milestones in the first year and there's so many things going on. And it's like, I think one of the biggest things I learned is that like, nobody knows what's going on. Like nobody knows how to do it or do like mm-hmm. anything. We're all just figuring it out. And so I kind of love that. What has been like, I don't know, like, what? Are, what's your favorite time of day with her? Like, what's the things you look forward to when you picture her? I just love when you kind of set her 
set her onto your knee when you're reading to her or hold her in your arm and she just you tickle her a little bit underneath her arm and they're her giggling and i love when she giggles and smiles and her little gummy smile looks up at you and you sing to her in a little head whip what we do to her to make her <laughs> laugh and her like when she gets like a deep like little belly giggle Aww. going on and that new like walking kind of chair thing we have yeah watching her move around and she's trying to stand on it and she just screams at the top of her lungs it's so funny i know i'm so excited to be back in hawaii with her and like to keep making those memories i think it's gonna be so special and i feel like every time we go back it's just gonna be a reminder of how much she's grown like now when i look back at pictures and she was so tiny and like now she's gonna be able to play in the sand and like i don't know i'm just it's so cool it's sweet it's all the uh, stereotypes of parenting, like, this is going to be like, you're going to love this, you're going to love it. It's just like, once you do it, it's like, holy crap, everybody was right on every level. Ugh, I know. It's, it's crazy. Can I share my pet peeve? Yeah. Okay. It's our pet peeve, I think. I think one of the hardest things about parenting or the thing that like is very discouraging is that everyone is like, oh, just wait. Just wait until this happens. Just wait until she does this. And and it like paints this like doom and gloom belief over yep. parenting. And it's so interesting to me because it it's like people are like preparing you. Maybe, maybe they're like preparing you to not be like ignorant about what's coming up. But at the same point too, like I remember we went to our first doctor's appointment and we were like three days after having her. And the doctor was like, either you guys are like faking it and you're really good at it or you're doing really well. And I was like, no, 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 we're doing well. And it was like, well, just wait until this happens or just wait until. And it's like, I wish like when I see people now, like someone that's about to give birth for their first time, like there's just so much fear around parenting and labor and delivery and pregnancy and like all these things. And I wish I could just encourage people like if you are joyful in a season just be joyful. If it's going to get harder in the future, it's going to get harder and we're going to navigate that. But I just feel like so many people are like, oh, just wait till she starts walking. Just wait until this gets harder. Just wait. And it's like, no, we're waiting. But how about we be joyful while we're waiting? So I feel like that's been my biggest pet peeve is like, People are like, maybe they're just trying to prepare you for the hard stuff. I don't know. Maybe we're just ignorantly blissful. Maybe. But I'm just like, let people be happier. Or if they're going through a hard time, support them and encourage them. But this whole doom and gloom thing, oh, I would be cool if it stopped. It's the worst. And I also hate when people go, is it Conroy? Con- Hadley? What's her name? Conley? <gasps> Come, again? Yeah. Come again? Come again. Well, Coco. Just call her Coco. It's mostly like the older I know, folks I know, that I know. don't get it. But I think like you were just talking about, I think it's people trying to be nice, trying to warn us, but yeah. it comes off as kind of like, no, you're going to screw up at some point. It's like, we know. maybe we will, but it'll be fun. We're going to have a good time doing it. Don't like make us all worried about it. Yeah. It'll all happen as it happens. So, I mean, life update, we are in Hawaii enjoying a month off. I'm so excited to just take some time. Honestly, like for me, it's coming at the perfect time. For me, the three-month maternity leave was awesome. But like babies sleep so much during that time that I was like eager to work and feel productive. And now at this stage at six months, I'm so excited to have more like present time. And like, I kind of wish I was taking like my maternity leave now in a sense, just because it's so exciting. I mean, I kind of am in in a way, but I'm just like so excited that she's like engaging and excited and giggling and smiling and recognizing like all these things where I'm like, this is the time that I really want to be present. So I'm really excited about that. Okay. Bleeding heart ab is having mom guilt. How is your work life balance? Oh yeah. Mom guilt is real. Is dad guilt a thing? 
Do you feel guilty when you like go to the gym and stay at home? Dad guilt. Is that a thing? Yeah, to the gym, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean mom, every time I come back from being gone, I just love seeing her face and I'm like, why wasn't I with you all day? You know, it's yeah. like, yeah. I'm really not, not with her very much. I wonder if it's different for moms and dads. I think the mom guilt, I think the thing that is shocking to me is like when I'm working, I feel like I should be with her. When I'm with her, I feel like I should be working. And I feel like yeah. sometimes I feel like I'm half in on both things and then I'm failing at both. Like if if I'm like in the middle of something and then she wakes up and I have to nurse her and then I'm like trying to finish what I was doing, I feel like I'm half in on both things and that makes me feel like a failure. But beyond that, like the thing I don't, I haven't felt mom guilt. I've only traveled twice and they've been really fast trips and I've actually really enjoyed that. For me, it was so good. I think it was honestly one of the best things we did for you. When I went to Puerto Rico, she was three months old and I was gone for like three days and I came home and Drew was like empowered and excited. He's like, we got our schedule down. Like we don't need you. We got your milk. You're good. And it was so exciting to me because you did an amazing job of like not making me feel guilty. You were like, you go, you be all in FaceTime us when you can, we've got this. And I think that was like absolutely life-changing for me as a mom because I didn't feel guilty. I was like, wow, like I am myself again. Like I am a good mom and I'm a good businesswoman and I'm taking the time that I deserve to myself. And that was like the most refreshing, rejuvenating thing. And I think if I would have felt guilt then, I probably would have canceled all trips. And now it's like, oh, if I need to like fly out and fly back in the next day, great. She's good. She's well-loved and taken care of and you can do this. So that was like, the coolest thing. But mom guilt is totally real. I think you went to the coffee shop a few weeks ago and you were by yourself without me and Conley and someone was like, oh, where's Drew? Is he babysitting? You're yeah. like, no, he's, he's parenting. He's parent- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's like my favorite line. It drives me crazy when people ask if a parent is babysitting. Like, no, he's not babysitting. It's so funny. Okay. Last question, what's more difficult, being a parent or being a public figure, entrepreneur, influencer? What's harder? Which one's harder? Being an influencer, man. Heck yeah. I suck at it. Well, no. You still rock at it. It's still freaking hard. It is hard. I think becoming a parent has made us be way more inward and way more private. Like, I feel like we have a huge grip on our privacy now where we're like, "Mm, we'll give people a minute of our day and that's it. I feel like we are like protecting our personal time, something fierce. Like, yeah. I don't know. There are so many times where I'm like, oh, I should record an Instagram story. And then like, eh, nope, this is good. We're yep, good. I know. And so I feel like it's made us like think more about what we're sharing with the world and how we're sharing it because there's someone else in the equation now. It's not just us. Yeah. The little bit that I was posting, I've definitely dialed it back a ton just because I'm like, I want to be with my baby and not have to like share. Uh-huh. She's all the world enough. I don't want you to show every little detail. I just want to uh-huh. live it with her. But it's also cool because one of us, either of us, We'll pull out our phone and she literally just like changes. <laughs> yeah. She's like, what's that thing? Like, yeah, we put it away. I don't want that phone in my face. I'm like, perfect. Yeah. I don't want to have it in my have it on me anyway. So it's she's making us be more in like family zone and having us just have time together, not having to be on, on our phones. Yeah. Which I love. I love it too. I think I'm way more private now as a mom because I'm like, what I do, what I share, what I post affects her. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it was just me, I'm like, I can handle this. I can handle criticism. I can handle feedback, whatever that is. But like, don't bring my baby into this. Like mm-hmm. this is, you know, she didn't ask for this. And I think we at toe a very fine line because so many people were invested in our journey that we want to share. She's our biggest joy. We're with her 24 seven. It's yep. it almost feels weird. Like 
we barely have any photos without her in it yep. because she's our joy. Like, so it's, I don't, we haven't figured that part out fully, but like, we're very mindful now of like what we're choosing to share, what videos are just for us, for memories, what we're putting out into the world. I think that's really cool. But yeah, being and a parent is easy compared to that. It's definitely cool showing her progress and like little quirky things she does because she's so funny and cute for the people that have been following yeah. us and cheerleading us on. But yeah. there's a point where it's like, all right, a lot of this is for us, mm -hmm. not for everybody else. So it's cool to give out glimpses of her good and bad sides and her hilarious sides. But yeah. Most of that staying in house. Yeah. Mo like 98% of it. Yeah. It's pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we have all the answers. People ask like, how do you know what to share? And it's like, would I feel comfortable showing this to a stranger on an airplane? Like, yep. is this something worth sharing or something we should hold close to our hearts? And we've definitely been way more private now that we have a baby, which is cool. Cause I feel like people feel like they still know and get a glimpse without feeling like we're oversharing, which mm -hmm. is awesome. I hope so. That's the goal. Yeah. All right, well. That's what's, the goal digger, you know? <laughs> what's for dinner tonight? I don't know. What did HelloFresh bring? Ooh, stuffed peppers. We got our This new... is not sponsored. <laughs> Although they are a sponsor of this show. They should be the sponsor on the show. HelloFresh, I am obsessed them. with Hello. We've never had, <laughs> this is like, honestly, we've never had a bad HelloFresh no. meal. No, we've had them for like two and a half years. There's been a time where we were like, I don't know if I'm going to like this curry bowl. And we like oh. are obsessed, you know what I mean? We're yeah. obsessed with everything. The ones that I always think I'm not going to like, they always end up yeah, real good. They're so good. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm excited for dinner. All right, guys. Thanks so much for asking your questions. I hope this gives you a little bit of a look into our lives now as parents. And I do just want to share before we sign off, if you are struggling right now in your journey to become a parent, if you are in a season of loss or a season of questioning, I just want to say like our heart goes out to you. I think something we didn't prepare for was just crossing over what that would feel like and how we can still respect where everyone else is at. And at the end of the day, I think our biggest goal is to provide hope in our baby. Let her be this little beacon of hope for people that are in that season. So we just want to see our hearts go out to you. And thank you for celebrating in our joy. Like I hope that our joy is your joy because it's finally our winning season and we're living it up. Anything else? Mic drop one, two, one, two. I think it's thundering outside. I think it's time to over and out and out. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.